All human thought, all science, all religion is the holding of a candle. Are we human because we gaze at the stars? Or do we gaze at them because we are human? When the stars were right, they could plunge the world to pastures in the sky. But when the stars were wrong, they could not live. But although they no longer lived, they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you're playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsareright.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello and welcome back, listeners. Today we will be playing session two of Angel's Thirst from Cults of Cthulhu, written by Chris Lackey, Mike Mason and Friends, and published by Chaosium. Who are you all playing and how are you today? How? I'm playing Adelaide Glifford, and uh, I'm in the mood for some soup. <laughs> Nothing's ever gone wrong with soup. Brayden. Hey, I'm playing the Bengal Cat, and I want to spend some more time with Betty Guthrie. Noxicals. I am playing Thomas Tommy Cornell, and I'm going to go punch me a taxi driver. Lydia. Hi, I'm playing Tommy Webster, and I think we're about to get religion. Jonathan Webster. <laughs> Jonathan, what did I say? Tommy. <laughs> Tommy, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> the Tommy nickname just starts creeping in eventually. <laughs> I'm the Bengal cat. Call me Tommy. We are all Tommy now. <laughs> And I'm Fedro, you keep for the day, and I'm thirsty for some... <laughs> I can't. I'm thirsty she can't for... do it. <laughs> she can't do it. My mouth doesn't work. <laughs> I'm Tommy, your keeper for the day. <laughs> I'm Tommy. And, and I'm, I'm Tommy for some for Tommy. Some Tommy. <laughs> and I'm Fedro, your keeper for the day, and I'm thirsty for some angel soup. Very nice. I think and my should... name is Tommy. <laughs> we should leave all of that nonsense in. <laughs> Brayden, tell us what happened last time. Hellbent on finding the strange jade idol responsible for her father's undoing, Adelaide Glifford calls on the services of Tommy Cornell, a criminal fence with the knack for getting you whatever it is you need, the Bengal cat, a successful art thief, and her dear friend Jonathan, to recover the strange artifact. They visit Gabriella when they run out of leads and get a strange reading and clue that has them helping Los Angeles's moon. With family members and animals in tow, the group heads to LA in search of the idol. A young, distressed woman named Selena meets the investigators on a bench the day of their arrival, wearing a moon necklace, an omen surely. It has been close to two weeks since her father, Levi, has been missing, and her only contact with him is through dreams from a guardian angel. She was shown her father in an unknown city and when she tried to talk to him, he told her not to bother him because he was at the mercy of monsters. She doesn't know what else she can do to help them, but she begs for the investigators to help find her father before it's too late. In their quest to find out what happened to Levi, our party visits Speedy Taxi Cabs, where Levi was employed. But Dan Shippey, an untrustworthy man, sows lies in exchange for cash. In an attempt to prevent things from getting heated, Speedy Taxi Cab's manager intervenes, revealing that Levi's taxi was found abandoned and undamaged far from his usual route, and it were Betty Guthrie who were his last passenger. Their visit to Betty is warmly received, and she ushers them inside eager for company, with open arms and tea. The last time Levi saw her was after he dropped her home from her weekly grocery shop and helped her bring her bags inside. In an attempt to clarify things, Betty mentions that a detective, by the name of Detective Brooker, had already inquired about Levi's disappearance, but was more interested in a local church than the actual disappearance itself. Within walking distance of Betty's house is the church, which is a strange building built with symbols associated with theosophy. It seems like their regular service and event times correspond to the time that Levi disappeared. 
and that there is a soup kitchen held within an hour. What a great time to investigate. I believe you've just, uh, outside the Temple of the Angelic Ones, having just read the list of service times on the board, is that right? Yep. Right you are. Okay. So soup's up in an hour, is that right? Would you like to do anything in this hour? Would you like to fast forward to soup? Fast forward and we're just standing outside of the place like NPCs <laughs> while like cars go past behind us and we yeah. just oscillate slightly in place. <laughs> we just kind of follow a loop, a patrol route. Yeah, we just walk around the same like two blocks over and over, mm-hmm. like in the Truman Show. Or you can just stand in a circle and make similish conversation. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then little little air bubbles of like clouds <laughs> appear over your head, or like you punching someone, or like a gate. After an hour, like the two of us are making out, and the rest of them are just in a fist fight. <laughs> You're slapping each other with fish. Burst into a So we do all that. We can stick around for an hour, but the soup kitchen is presumably for the homeless, so we're going to need to disguise ourselves. (laughs) If we're really that into going into this church right now, otherwise we can go and speak to the officer in charge of this investigation. You know that tomorrow there's a service uh, at 6pm as well. Yeah, I I think our aim was to talk to somebody because... If I'm correct from my notes, uh, our missing man dropped Betty off like an hour um, before one of the major services. Yeah, he dropped her off at 5pm on Saturday. So we were just going to, I think our plan was to ask somebody from the church whether they'd seen him. That was it. We weren't going in to like, you know, super investigate the church or anything. Yeah. Assuming that the crowd that goes to service is necessarily a similar crowd than the crowd that goes to the soup kitchen, because it might not be. I think we were going to try and talk to like a rector or whatever the mm-hmm. equivalent is. Whoever's running the joint. The, the woman in the white dress. Yeah. So you're saying, I, I like the disguise idea, but you're saying we might be in a better place if we just go in as concerned citizens rather than uh, hungry homeless folk. We might be in an even better place if we go in as concerned citizens, but also if we actually go to a service first. That would kind of maybe make us look more legit, I think. Mm. They're more likely to trust us than if we just kind of walk in and say, yo, what up? There's this taxi driver who's vanished. Tell us all about him. Okay, so watch the service, be super impressed, tell them afterwards Mm. how great it was, and then also by the way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they might see right through it, but it might butter them up just a little bit. Are we not overthinking this? Like, wasn't the plan literally just to walk up to somebody and say, hello, a man disappeared. He dropped a lady off here an hour before a service. Do you have any clues? Do you know him? He looked like this. It's true. We could just do that. We yeah. could. I mean, from a meta game perspective, we are suspicious of the church. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but from an in-character perspective, it's a church. Yeah. I mean, in-character, you've also been told that it's a bit weird, right? A little kooky. There's what a woman. What did Betty <laughs> say about it, other than that it was a woman minister, which I imagine is very rare at this point. That they worship angels rather than oh, God? yes. Oh, oh and it was... Um, wasn't there something theosophical as well? Was it yeah. symbols that we saw symbols, somewhere? Yeah. Did you saw the symbols outside. Yeah. I can't remember what theosophical means. I explained. I gave the definition in the last episode, so maybe listen to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like um, a tradition of esotericism. Right, thank you. <laughs> Guess I should listen to my own podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, metagame-wise, these guys abduct, abducting people or whatever. But these yeah, guys are ducks. <laughs> these guys are ducks. <laughs> they abduct the ducks. You're right, maybe we should just go in. I'm disappointed there isn't an opportunity to A, disguise ourselves, and B, get soup. I mean, there is soup inside in an hour. Yeah, but we can't just mosey in and be like, hello, we're concerned citizens. Give me some of that soup for the hungry. (laughs) We could mosey in as volunteers with the soup. That's what I was thinking. We could, and then we'd have like a longer period to uh, chat with people as well. Guys, guys, guys. 
why are we still talking about this? <laughs> because if we talk for you long enough, hour, so... then an hour will be up and it will just happen. <laughs> we have a lot of airspace to fill. <laughs> let's let's make this hour real time, and then the next episode you can actually get in. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not recording twenty four the podcast. <laughs> the transatlantic trip would have been brilliant. Just weeks of like, okay, I guess I. Uh, anyone up for another game of shuffleboard? <laughs> okay, so we're not gonna roll around in the dirt and find rags to wear. No. We're also not going to wait until whenever the next service is, right? Because let's just try and get some answers. Because that's and tomorrow. Then, yeah, and that's that's plan B if this doesn't work out. Sure. If we think there's something suspicious, we can come back. But for now, let's just walk up to the door, ask to speak to the lady vicar or whatever she's called, and ask him if they saw him. That's it. There's nothing more to it than that. Good. The direct approach, I like it. And there's bound to be someone in there preparing the soup and what have you. All right. Okay. Do you think they'd take to us more easily if we brought croutons or something? (laughs) (laughs) Is that appropriate? I don't know. I have not been to the States before. pumpkin seeds. (laughs) (laughs) Do you actually wait outside for an hour and then enter? No. Or are you entering early? Because we're we're not not homeless people coming to get soup. Okay. Because the first time you looked at it, the doors were locked. That was 10 minutes ago. But there's bound to be somewhere where the, like, volunteers go in and, like, maybe we can find the stage entrance. I see. Or maybe they seal it up like Fort Knox because they don't want to encourage any, like, early birds coming to get more soup or whatever. The door is locked. Um, I think uh, I said there's some security people around as well. Mm. There are security people outside the church? I think they're hanging out by the car park. Just, just chilling out. Are we talking big, beefy bouncer mans trading cigarettes or whatever, or like just random church personnel, but like with a little badge? Is this the sort of neighbourhood that looks like it would have security guards in a sort of a church type place, or is this quite a respectable looking neighbourhood? It's the same as where Betty lives. It's quite a quite a, a nice neighbourhood. Sorry, they're guards at night. They're no guards now. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, that's valuable info. Let's get in there now. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly steal all the gold. <laughs> I'll get the lead on the roof. <laughs> yeah, so it's not open to the public at the moment. The front door is locked. Is there any side door or anything? Uh, do you search around? Yeah, I mean, to- Tommy's just going to stride up to the place like he's got nothing particularly to be afraid of because as far as he's concerned, it's a normal church. And he's just going to... I mean, he'll take a look through the door if it's got any glass in it. If it Give it a little knock. If no one reply answers the door, he'll wander around trying to find a side door. Okay. Uh, Romy group luck. Oh, group balls. luck. It's a group luck time. Mm. What's a group luck? It's me at 25, isn't it? <laughs> oh, boy. Ooh, ouch. I have failed. You find a back door. However, it is also locked. Give it a good old thump, but nobody coming. Well, that's no issue. No. <laughs> yes, let the man ply his trade. Uh, now, just a moment, Mr. Cat. Uh, I, I know I have you on retainer for good reason, but I don't think we should introduce ourselves to these people uh, by breaking in to their soup kitchen where they're trying to feed the poor. Not, uh, not cricket, what? So is there not even any stirring if I just knock stoutly on the door? It is uh, 45 minutes before the soup kitchen so maybe you assume that no one in charge of the doors is there this sounds like a willy wonka's chocolate factory type situation it's going to open exactly (laughs) at the correct time and it's going to be incredible the book says that it's locked until just before services wow so sorry i mean the kitchen might be deep within the within the building and they just can't hear us knocking as well well Either we hang on for 45 minutes and try to talk to somebody, or we go and talk to the detective. What do you want to do? Well, we could, I don't know, go for a walk and just check out the neighbourhood, like. The uh, corner where the taxi was found is quite nearby. We could waste 45 minutes by going and checking that out if you want. Seems like a good shout, Benji. Cracking idea. Yeah, I think so. Never know what we might find. 
Okay. So, Maxella and Delray Avenues are south of Venice, just over a mile from the ocean. The area has a number of businesses, workshops and storage facilities. You know that uh, Levi Diaz's taxi cab was found near this, this intersection here. Um, and from where you are, you can see a furniture shop, a ball bearing distributor, an auto mechanic and some sort of warehouse. Do we know what time of day the car was found by any chance? Or what time it was abandoned? You know it was after Betty was dropped off, but you don't know the exact times. Okay. If he was still in the area, it couldn't have been too much later, I would have thought. Dinner time latest, no? That would be okay then. Um, just thinking if, because none of these businesses around sound like they're the kind of place that would be open in the evenings. I was hoping for like a cafe or something where people would have been able to see things all evening. But never mind, we can make inquiries. I mean, if he was dropping her off around five o'clock on a Saturday, the furniture shop was probably, well, either open or closing up about that time. Yeah, I mean, we might get lucky, see if anybody saw anything. Should we go check it out then? Certainly can't hurt to try. All right, you enter the furniture shop. And you do manage to talk to the owner, who introduces himself as Nick Swanson. Is this about the about the taxi that was found? Yeah, there was an abandoned taxi left on that, that corner over there, right next to the mailbox. Do you recall anything else? Uh, well, uh, that uh, detective came asking questions. Uh, oh, I told him no one was around on Saturday night, but... Well, what I said was, uh, I have been seeing some shady stuff going on over that small warehouse across the street, uh, usually in the evenings when I've had to work late. Hmm. And what sort of things count as shady to you? Well, you for one, sir. You seem quite shady to me. But besides <laughs> that, I reckon mobsters uh, have some connection to that warehouse. Some of my workers have seen on separate occasions men with tommy guns and just, uh, just a few too many well-dressed fellas and exp expensive cars for uh, an industrial neighborhood if you get my drift so we all you know naturally steer clear and ask no questions so maybe there's something to do with that you know but you've never had any of that kind of trouble around here nobody uh asking for protection money or anything like that i've kept myself to myself and to my business and i haven't got any trouble and I hope to keep it that way, you know? Yeah, yeah, I understand. I don't suppose you saw who was driving the taxi when they left it here? Ah, uh, I don't know. I don't know about the cabbie. I, I, I didn't see anything. I, I, I wasn't working that night. Just saw it, you know, in the morning before the police picked it up. The detective that came and asked you questions, Brooker, I think he was called. How would you describe the way he talked to you about it. He was quite uh, business-like, uh, official, didn't say very much, didn't seem to be uh, too interested in any any details. I, I told him exactly what I told you and, well, you've asked more questions than he has. Interesting. Well, I think uh, that's been very helpful, Mr. Swanson. Does anybody else have any questions? No, I think that's everything. Thanks, mate. You, you've been a right help, you have. Well, if you ever need a new table or a namcha, would you know where to come? Nick Swanson's. Make this with my own hands. We shall certainly bear it in mind. You want a lamp lady? They're, they're very good. A lamp lady? They do look excellent. A lamp lady? <laughs> She's a lady holding a lamp, like in Toy oh, Story. They're very like popular. The Art Deco kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I am tempted. I do like a um, good lamp lady. Do you, do you have any of those those things? It's like a stand with like a thing on the top and, and your cat oh, yeah. can like climb up it. And, That's the one. Like, we have many of those. <gasps> many stands I, with I things on top. I want one of them for Samson. Okay, let's see what, let's see what I can bring um, from the back. I mean, I can't, I can't carry it with me right now, but um, <laughs> maybe I can pick it up. Uh, well, if we do deliveries... Maybe. Oh, yes. How yes, far please. do you live uh, from um, here? I'm in a hotel right now. But, Are you um, sure? You, okay. I thought you were in a boat. He doesn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were in a boat. 
No, I thought we had sure. a hotel instead. Okay. The cat and the dog were gonna. Where's like, the hotel? Yeah, we're to each other. <laughs> Didn't we get a hotel like on the waterfront somewhere nearby? We did, okay. yeah, yeah, so that um, the, the Bengals cat family could have some, <laughs> some time some to themselves. Time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you have that nice conversation. Now it's uh, 10, 15 minutes from the, I'd say, from, from the soup kitchen. Well, hang on. What time can we expect this cat stand tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you do give them an address, they'll just leave it at reception. Have we seriously just ordered a cat tree for a yacht? <laughs> you better not give this to me as a gag gift. <laughs> I think we should just fill your boat with random furniture, all of it cat-related. Yes. It's also going to buy a little pirate flag and put it on the top of the stand. Nice. Because Samson was the captain now, so nice. now he gets to be his actual captain. <laughs> Yeah, this cats. is the Bengal cat tree. This is the Bengal cat litter tray. <laughs> <laughs> so, are we actually going back to the church now? Because I feel like this is a much more pressing lead. The fact that his taxi was found out the front of this mobster hideout. I would very much like to take a shifty at the warehouse, yeah. Mm. You've got a point. Soup can wait. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the soup's every, is it every day or two or three times a week? We can always come back for the soup. But... You're talking specifically about the soup or any open door service. There's a service at 6pm, which might be Jonathan, I'll buy you soup, darling. We don't have to go to the soup kitchen. <laughs> well, he spent all his money on a cat tree now. He can't afford to buy soup. <laughs> it was a custom made, though. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of Adelaide behind him just like jingling her jewelry as he like carefully forks over pennies for Katri and is like, well, I'm broke, but it's worth it for Samson. <laughs> okay, so you um approaching the unmarked warehouse. You're breaking into a mob warehouse, apparently. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> breaking you're we're in. walking past and having a look, for goodness sake. Okay. Why are we why are we breaking into everywhere? <laughs> Because we finally have a character with a really good locksmith score. <laughs> I'm playing one of the criminals and I don't think we should break in everywhere. <laughs> no, you're quite right. I just want to watch Fedra squirm if it turns out we have to initiate anything involving uh, automatic weapons rules. Oh, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Those no <laughs> Tommy what, guns, okay. come if, on. If you have to fight Tommy guns, I'm going to just assume you're dead and we're going to go from there. No dice involved. No dice involved. Um... Okay, so looking around, you see that there are no signs on the exterior of the building. Uh, there is a 10-foot or 3-meter wire fence. It surrounds the building and its parking lot. The large gate is fitted with a relatively new padlock and chain. Uh, the building has a few second-story windows and skylights in the roof, as well as a large loading door. From here, it looks like one of the skylights has been damaged. Probably Batman coming through it. Yeah, absolutely. At this point, there's no easy way to look inside the warehouse without breaking in. <laughs> there's no um, intercom buzzer or anything like that? No, it's it's unmarked. It's like it's, no one works here. And no sign of any activity at all? No cars in the car park? or. Yeah, no, not really, no. If you want me to go have a look, I definitely can. But whatever's more pressing now. Oh, I don't know, mate. You don't want to mess with them if they're mob. <laughs> you think Benji would be seen? Isn't he dressed in an all-white suit right now? <laughs> I mean, I know you're good at your job, but <laughs> are, you gonna, are you going to scale this building in broad daylight? They might be really stylish gangsters, though, who wear white suits all the time, and he might fit right in. <laughs> Thankfully, it's a snow factory, so he'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> He flips his sweater inside out and it's brown on the inside. Nice. <laughs> you do like one of those quick change routines. You, yeah. you dump a bag of confetti over yourself and then just emerge in a full ninja suit. <laughs> Tommy pulls out a circular curtain, lifts it, and when he drops it, he's dressed in full burglary gear. <laughs> if we were going to have a look at the place uh, on your terms, Benji, we'd probably want to do that properly at night anyway, yeah? Yeah. Very true, my friend. Maybe you should just go for have a nap <laughs> so that you can stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> Could get dinner somewhere and coffees. Well, 
It's about ten minutes till this soup kitchen now. Yeah, let's go talk to someone there. We can come back here later, if need to be. Yeah, alright, and then we can come back after dark. Might also be worth asking this detective about the warehouse, right? Hmm. He might not have been interested in the disappearance, but he might know whether or not it's uh, genuinely a, a mob hideout or whatever. Yes, we should definitely speak with him at some point. It's troubling that he doesn't seem more interested in the details of this case. Well, it doesn't seem that surprising from the fuzz, does it? Maybe he's been paid not to take an interest. I mean, if this is gangsters, maybe he kind of he knows what's good for him, right? Mm. Don't look into it too closely. Yeah. The plot is certainly thickening. If this is uh, organised crime that's led to this disappearance, it might be quite a tangled web to unravel. It makes most sense, but then we shouldn't forget... Well, we shouldn't forget that Gabby thinks there's something, you know... He sort of waves his fingers like, you know, magic. Something a bit woo. <laughs> yeah, or a bit way. <laughs> <laughs> Adelaide gives you a very stern look because she 100% believes in all of this. And she is going to go home and cast some protection charms on herself before we go breaking into any warehouses. Oh, I mean, Tommy sort of believes in it as well. He's read Alice Thorne's diaries. But he's, yeah, a lot more sceptical. <laughs> I was rather hoping that the uh, idol wouldn't have fallen into mobsters' hands, but I suppose we'll have to follow it wherever it lies. Yeah. Regardless of whose hands it has fallen into, we will get it for you. Yeah. And actually, it's a fair point, right? If something needed to find its way into a a dock or a warehouse without being uh, taken through official channels, you'd probably talk to people like that, wouldn't you? I know I would. That's true. We can only hope that they're merely providing a service and that their interest in the thing is purely transactional and superficial. Yeah. Right, come on. Let's go talk to a lady vicar serving some soup. Onwards, to soup. (laughs) (laughs) Soup words. (laughs) Back you are at the temple. This time the front doors are wide open. And uh, quite a few people are going inside. Do they look like volunteers or homeless people, or do they look like they are sort of officials of the church? Uh, Mostly homeless people, I'd say. Some you can't tell, some you can tell. Are the church people wearing any particular um, regalia? Are they dressed as angels or anything? No. Okay. No. I guess we mosey on in, right? Okay. Look for someone priesty looking. Uh, the door opens to uh, kind of a foyer. Uh, there's a big closed door and then a second door that's open. And it uh, leads to a fairly large room with a low ceiling. Uh, again, it shares the Art Deco style with the exterior, but there are no religious symbols or anything. It doesn't look like a main temple. It looks more like a... Well, there's tables and chairs, so it's it's kind of the community room. And a serving counter provides access from the kitchen, which you can see is open now. Uh, and people are walking in and out, serving, uh, serving stew. There's a lot of kind of people that look like staff members, and there is a more official uh, woman standing in a corner who looks like she's overseeing things, maybe holding a clipboard. Always start with the knob with the clipboard. Is she wearing a flowing white dress by any chance? She's wearing a stark white suit. You can barely tell her apart from the Bengal cat. (laughs) (laughs) I like her style. We do our secret handshake. (laughs) Well, we, um, we go over with our freshest smiles on. You're, uh... You're probably the best at talking to these sorts of people, Della. Welcome, welcome. I'm Louise Crosby. I'm the temple manager. How can I help you today? Miss Crosby, absolutely delighted. Uh, My name's Adelaide Glifford. These are my friends and associates. We were just, uh, we're concerned citizens, you might say. Oh. Um, Something uh, potentially quite dire has befallen this uh, charming little community. Um, And we're just trying to get to the bottom of it. 
I hope you don't mind if we ask you one or two questions. It happened just down the road, you see. Um, well, it, it is quite a busy time during a soup kitchen, but I'll try to help as much as I can. So sorry. Oh, Susie, that, that order over there. Oh, okay. Well, there, there you go, Susie. That, there he is. Yep, don't, don't, don't forget him. Okay, so sorry, you were saying. I stand out of the way as, as a couple of people go past with brimming <laughs> bowls. Uh, and I'm trying to remember the name of the guy who's disappeared. Levi Diaz. Right, thank you. Um, a, a taxi driver uh, named Diaz has disappeared. I don't know if you heard anything about his abandoned taxi being found just on the corner. Oh my, that sounds like quite a shame. I'm afraid I haven't heard anything of the like. Nobody's been uh, talking about it. it. Seems like an important local event. The the police has been going around asking questions. All the local businesses been canvassed. Yeah, I'm afraid I, I haven't. I haven't heard. You see, I'm quite busy here, so I don't necessarily read all the newspapers or listen to what everyone's saying. I have a, a schedule to keep up with. It's just all soup with this one. All soup. Would you like some? <laughs> I can tell you don't need it, but we we sometimes have leftovers and we don't like to throw it away. My, how generous. It does look... Does it look good? Or, like, does it have eyeballs okay. in? It looks fine. <laughs> okay. Can we just... Are we, can we roll psychology real quick, just to see if she's being sincere? Okay. I don't know if I'm the best person for this, but we're all getting an earful, so perhaps we can uh, collectively form an opinion. I've only got base, but I'll give it a go. No, 42, way out. Fail here as well. Well, I'm quite good at psychology. Please give it a go. I've got 44 psychology, but I rolled 94. Well, I've got 60 and I rolled 74, so uh, it's going well. <laughs> Amazing. What's what's her impression, Keeper? Yeah, she seems to not know anything at all. About anything. <laughs> her clipboard is completely blank. <laughs> She's in a fugue state. She's staring at the wall. Yeah. Does she even know what soup is? <laughs> <laughs> She's having an existential crisis and has forgotten everything. Rhythmically dipping a spoon into an empty bowl. All right. Um, well, uh, some of your clients, perhaps. I, I expect they're all local folk. Clients? What? What do you think I do here? I'm not. I'm not a coach. I. I meant the homeless people you're feeding, is, is what I meant. <laughs> you're calling them clients? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I, as I said, I don't know anything and I have quite a lot of work to do here. I'd, you're welcome to, to sit around and chit-chat, but I'm afraid I'd, if there's nothing else. Do you need a hand with anything, miss? I, I can carry stuff, you know, sacks of potatoes or whatever. If you want stuff bringing up from, like, a cellar or anything. Well, that sounds like an excuse to get deeper into the place, so I'd rather not do that. <laughs> we don't want you seeing our cellar. <laughs> or our potatoes. <laughs> not the potatoes. The angel potatoes. Well, listeners of uh, Good Vibes Only will know. Or maybe it was only beyond the map. No, yeah, listeners of Good Vibes Only will know that potatoes in cellars can uh, be quite a lot more sinister than you might expect. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what we're talking about, but I've written it, so there you go. It's not in the scenario, it's something Seb brought up. Oh, oh yeah, of course. It was it was a story that was told to uh, get us sad again. <laughs> of course, yes, I recall now. <laughs> wow, okay, well, we are getting the brush off from this one. Um, what say we uh, grab a table and chit-chat with some soup guzzlers? <laughs> soup guzzlers. <laughs> in all fairness... The local homeless people is not a bad shout, right? Right. They're on the street all the time. They'd see people coming and going. If this were still the 1890s, I'd reach for an urchin. But in the 1920s, I think these are going to be our next best thing. Yeah, definitely. You there, homeless man with the crazy hair. What? Me? Uh, um, um, um. <laughs> he says what you do too. Yes. <laughs> More of that. <laughs> Would, would, would you like some? some? You didn't manage to get any? They, they normally have enough for everyone. That's very kind, sir. We've already eaten. <laughs> oh, okay. We actually wanted to ask you um, just one or two questions. No need to stop eating. Don't suppose you knew a local cabbie name of uh, Levi Diaz? Do I look like I take a lot of taxes to you? <laughs> it's worth a shot. 
Uh, he went missing, you see. His cab was found just a road or two from here on the corner. Oh, that's that's unfortunate. We thought so too. Uh-huh. We know his daughter, you see. We're trying to find out what happened to him. I went missing once. They never found me. Right. <laughs> Perhaps you know someone who may know something about him. And I'll pull out a crisp one dollar bill. <gasps> nice. Ah. Uh. Well, um, have you talked to the, the, the priestess here? She seems to know a lot of things. Wilma, Miss Cartwright, she, she might she might be able to help you. She's not the so, one with the clipboard, is she? Uh, no, that's that's uh, that's Miss Crosby. Oh, yes. She didn't I thought you were herself. just talking to her. Look, I'm <laughs> too important to remember people's names. <laughs> I have people to remember names for me. That's right. Jonathan, who was this we're talking to again? <laughs> He's still thinking about potatoes. <laughs> He's just in a potato dreamland. <laughs> I take it this um, this priestess doesn't attend the uh, soup dispensary evenings. Well, she's sometimes around. I I don't see her right now. Hmm. Might have to try again, perhaps during one of the services. Well, uh, thank you for your time. Hmm. Should we, should we give him a dollar and uh, be on our way? I don't know. Thank you. Uh, I don't know if you need any more information, just let me know. What a nice man. Take care of yourself, mate. So, if he's recommending we talk to uh, the priestess or whatever he called her, we could always ask that Crosby when she'll be around. That's a reasonable thing to ask. You know, you're right. Worth, worth a go. All right, deep breath, big smile, back we go. Miss Crosby, just a moment of your time. When will uh, the priestess, sorry, didn't catch her name. Uh, when will she next be here? The, the high priestess. That'll be the one, the highest you have. Well, uh, Elsie only appears for, only appears for, for the uh, services and she normally doesn't really show for anything else. Right. Thank you very much. And that, that's, um, when is the next one? Tomorrow, was it? Tomorrow at 6pm, if, if you'd like to attend, you're very welcome to. Tomorrow at 6. It's a date. Thank you so much. It's an open service. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> Can't legally keep you out. <laughs> what was the name again? Elsie was? I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, Why so did you first hear? name terms. Did you, uh, did you hire anyone to remember the names for you? <laughs> I did not, no. <laughs> That's outside of our daily spending limit. Would anyone like to roll me an intelligence? Yes. Oh, boy. Maybe your characters remembered what they had. Yeah, Adelaide's reasonably smart. Oh, God. That's the number of the beast. Failure over here. I passed that check. Ben, you remember that the homeless friend said Wilma Cartwright and the, the manager said Elsie. What? <laughs> Ooh. Interesting. Is there more than one of them? Ah, this confusing. Can I psychology the homeless man from the from future? From afar. <laughs> <laughs> he seems snackish. <laughs> He's just d- deep in the soup bowl. <laughs> Elsie and Wilma, hey? Maybe they're twins. That'd be fun. And you never know which one you're going to get for a service. They swap halfway through. It's presumably a bit too late to speak to the detective now, right? Maybe the thing to do is just go and have a nice dinner somewhere and approach the problem fresh in the morning. Although... We could stake out that warehouse. Yes, even better. Let's go somewhere for coffee and then uh, pursue our inquiries... We're going back to the warehouse tonight. That's worth a look. I need to get changed. Benji will need a chance to change, yeah. Okay, so right now you're going for dinner, change, general maintenance, and then what time do you wait until before you go do your next thing? It's October, right? So it'll be good and dark by the time we're done with dinner. We don't actually have to wait. I mean, it depends how busy is the area. There are, like, people on the street and whatnot. What time? It's Los Angeles, so it's quite a warm place. After mm. dinner time, so like nine o'clock-ish, maybe. Might have to wait until more like 11 or something before it probably quiets down, question mark? 
It is a bit of an industrial area, so there's not a lot of houses. Mm. So it might might be empty, but further along in the more residential side, it wouldn't be. Later's probably safer, I would have thought. There's no point getting uh, caught, right? Especially not if this is owned by the Mafia. Mm. We can assume that the main time they operate would probably be around now anyway. And they're probably not up to anything good. And, I mean, neither are we, so... True. True. We don't know if this thing is in, like, regular use. I guess the guy made it sound like it kind of is. It's not, like, long-term storage. He says he sees people around there of an evening. So it's going to have to be a very circumspect reconnaissance operation. I don't actually know whether... <laughs> like, I, I don't want to split the party, but also I'm scared that by coming along, we're going to make you more likely to be caught. Well, at the very least, one of us ought to be lookout. Yeah, I mean, maybe I can wait outside and then if, if I see anything, I can give a whistle or something. Yeah. Also, if Benji's going to uh, go and have a look, if it's empty, he might as well just open the front door for us, mightn't he? Yeah. I suppose that's true. We should all dress in our best uh, darkest blacks then. I've got a handy black and white striped jumper and a little domino mask you can borrow. <laughs> I'll bring a the bag, bag and a bag. Yeah. <laughs> little makeover sequence. I probably am going to be wearing like a funeral dress, essentially. Black like stockings as a mask. Oh yeah, I'd have stockings. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm like dressed to the nines in like a really fancy dress, but then I've got a stocking over my head. <laughs> this will not attract attention. An original Coco Chanel little black dress. Yeah. And ropes of pearls. <laughs> black pearls. No, still too mm -hmm. shiny. You know what? I'll leave off the jewellery this time. <laughs> okay, off to the unmarked warehouse. As before, padlocked fence all around. You'd have to climb past the fence or maybe uh, yeah, break the front padlock, but it's, it's quite a thick, thick one, quite a difficult one with a chain. Is there barbed wire by any chance? Uh, there's a wire fence. Um, I'm not sure if it's barbed or not. <laughs> but uh, the climb is fairly easy. If you have um, above basin climb, I say you probably do it comfortably. Okay. I also have a fair amount of locksmiths, so I could uh, get this lock open fairly quick. Is the idea that you're all coming in with me since no one's here? I would suggest if you can get the lock open, you open it. We all slide into the uh, to the main compound, find something to hide behind. You go and have a go at the building, and if it looks like it's clear, you wave us over. Yeah, yeah, that seems sensible. Ooh, what are you paying me for? I just failed my locksmith roll by eight points. Oh no, it's a big, difficult padlock. Good grief. But the climb is easy. Well, maybe for some of us. Some of us did come dressed in uh, funeral attire. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I thought I employed people to do the housebreaking for me. I think you look very stylish, love. Thank you, darling. Well, you could pop over the fence quickly, see if you can find a key. You're right. We'll be back in a second. <laughs> and I'll spring over the fence like a cat. Every single check that I've made so far that has been like slightly related to my character's speciality has completely failed. You're supposed to be a good boy. <laughs> Maybe you're a con man. Is this a very gradual and incremental redemption arc? <laughs> you climb past the fence and then there's a kind of small parking lot around the main building and then you will still need to open the door. To the warehouse? Yeah, it's either a locksmith or a hard mechanical repair. And you did say that there were skylights, am I correct? You'd have to climb two stories to get to the ceiling. I've seen physics puzzles. Or you can stack up all these crates that are outside in the compound. That's how it tends to work <laughs> in the video games. Yeah, that's an option. Are there like drainage pipes coming from gutters and things like that that I could scale up the side of this building? I don't think so. In that case, I attack the door with my lockpick. <laughs> attack it. Ha, lock pick. Take this. 
Poke it. Poke it again. I fail again. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh, I'm not no. meant to be a thief. Honestly, Della, he's normally stuff? very, very good. <laughs> yeah, so I shall take your word for it. We're just over in the distance watching him just like angrily kicking the padlock. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to push? Uh, I don't want to set off a... Oh, wait, they don't have like alarms in the 1920s, do they? I guess one way to find but out. But they might have someone on lookout, so you don't want to like make a noise. If if you fail, you break your lockpicks, which means that you can't lockpick again. Until we find some new ones. Until you get some more. <laughs> right. You've got a 50 in lockpick, so you have to succeed on another attempt. That's just that's just maths. That is just, uh. yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> okay, I'm going to push the roll then. No. And I failed again. Oh, oh no! <laughs> you now cannot Boy, use locksmith anymore <laughs> until we get new. And the lockpick is broken in the lock, so they're going to know. The back door is blocked. Uh oh. Well, guess it's up through the window then, is it? Uh, you could. There's a the second story window, so you could break and enter through them, but you'd need like a ladder to get in. There's also a lot of boxes around. There's a lot of boxes. It's a bit of a dangerous game, though. That's okay. We've come this far. I need to succeed at something. <laughs> You're just there, just running around. I'm going to stealthily run back to the group and say, um, I'm not sure what they make the locks out of here in Santa Monica, but my lockpick broke in the back door. We may have trouble. Um, I have to say, I find this disheartening. This never happens to me, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Look, I don't want you putting us at risk of discovery here. It simply isn't worth <laughs> uh, butting heads with a local mob. Regardless, they're going to know that someone tried to break in, and I assume this may be very well my last fine. chance to have an unhindered attempt at breaking into this place and finding this idol if it is here. Well, I mean, if they know that someone's broken in, then they're going to make the security twice as twice as tough next time, aren't they? So I think we have to get in now. Heavens. All right, so be it. I thought you fellows could use hairpins or paperclips or what have I've got any number of hairpins. Uh, let me just try a window. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And he runs away very pathetically. <laughs> oh, bless him. Tommy is like clenching his jaw and wringing his hands like, I recommended this bloke. <laughs> it's not doing anyone's reputation any good, is it? All right, I'm going to stack up some boxes and attempt to get into a window. God, okay. quietly now. So you're breaking the window. Why are you breaking it with? Whoa, whoa, nope. whoa, whoa. I'm not breaking a window. I'm just oh, you're looking, looking through, through a window. Let's not go crazy okay, here. Okay, roll me dexterity to see if you don't fall uh, down from the boxes. <laughs> he's got climb, right? Yeah, he's the Bengal cat. Well, yeah, but he's stacking boxes haphazardly while he's stressed. Carefully. Um, I have once again failed. I failed my dex roll. And watch. <laughs> No! Would you like to spend the luck? Come on, man. I'm going to have to spend luck. I'll spend one point. Thank you. Goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you managed to climb up the stairs and uh, look inside. The lights are off inside, so you can't see very clearly. Uh, But it looks like it's more or less one large room. You see crates. The skylights are helping you see a little bit because the like moonlight moonlight is slightly illuminated through them. All the kind of like street light. And that's all you can see from there. Any chance of spotting anything in more detail with a spot hidden roll? Roll me a spot hidden. Alright, I'll try and likely fail. Here we go. <laughs> Bound to work eventually. I failed again. No, I'm just going back to you. <laughs> it's hard stuff. to see from the window. Uh-huh. Which god have you offended today, Brayden? <laughs> As I get back over, I'll say, um, you'll never guess this, but I found out there's a big room with lots of crates in it. <laughs> well, that's something. Like a warehouse, right? Thoroughly <laughs> worthwhile enterprise this has been. We've investigated the warehouse and discovered that it's a warehouse. Oh, goodness. 
That's that then, isn't it, really? And as you say that... <laughs> oh no. Big black car slowly drives away behind you. Drives away? Yeah, it just passes through. Does it... Does it, is anyone sticking their head out the window? Are the windows tinted? What's the situation? Probably tinted. Hmm. Drives by slowly. Are we all wearing stockings on our heads? You tell me. I definitely am. No. No. We're, we're dressed in dark clothes and we're hanging about near a warehouse at night. There's nothing suspicious about that. One of you's inside <laughs> the gate. Can't they have had a chance to uh, have been a good lookout and have seen this before it happened? Yeah, we were trying well, yeah. to look out. We are on lookout. Mm. Okay, while he's up looking through the window, you notice a car stride diving behind you slowly. Okay, well, we find something to hide behind. <laughs> well, one of us gives the whistle, and then yeah. we walk away from the fence like it's no big deal, and we're just walking through the neighbourhood. Yeah. The yeah. Stockings I on your head. stockings. <laughs> we haven't got stockings on our head, for God's sake. He said it seriously several in. times. You're right, I'm sorry. The stockings were going to go on if we were breaking in, but if we're still outside the fence, I, the, the stocking is in my pocket. Where to be clear, Tommy was never putting a stocking on his head. <laughs> and to be clear, I definitely was. <laughs> but okay. not yet. Well, I'm glad. So you have it in your pocket? In my stocking pocket. <laughs> stocking pocket. You want me to believe that women's clothes have pockets? Oh my god, it's true. Okay, no, I have yeah, a see? I have a clutch bag, also black, <laughs> containing stock. It's stocked with stockings. <laughs> so many okay. stockings. So we see a car, we whistle, and we walk away. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Good. I'm glad someone has a plan. <laughs> now that you heard the whistle. Uh, but you're on top of a box of boxes stack, a stack of boxes. What, what, what would you like to do, Ben, now that everyone has abandoned you? I combine my jump and stealth skills to leap off the boxes like a cat, and then run on all fours and escape behind the building. Okay, Romeo combines <laughs> stealth and, and jump roll. Oh my god, what I ever Where was that? Are you drunk? Like, what happened? I failed again. Would you like to spend eight luck? I mean, I might have to, otherwise I'm caught, right? Yeah, oh, this is dear. not a good place I think, in time. But it's going to make you an offer you can't refuse, Braden. I'm going to make you an offer you can't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I spend 8 luck, and I'm down to 31 luck. <laughs> you're, st you're still very far away from the party luck. How sad is that? And as you're running around trying to hide yourselves, this is where we're going to end. <laughs> oh, this has been ignominious. <laughs> it really has. That brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Brayden, Noxicals, Lydia, Hal, and of course, our amazing co-editor, Jason. You've all been the best. And a big massive thank you to our listeners. You're all exceptional. Your listens, comments, and ratings are incredibly helpful. But if you want a way to support us further, please consider joining us over on patreon.com forward slash where you get access to episodes a week early. We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our Cold Elder and Avatar tier patrons. You get access to behind-the-scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels, and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community, as well as all of our social media links, on our website at sazerai.com and in the description of this episode. Come join us. Now, farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again. Before moving on to this week's Beyond the Madness, I'd like to urge our lovely fans to leave us a review and let us know what you think. Reviews help us reach more people and give us that extra boost of enthusiasm to keep doing what we love. You can find all the places you can review us at starsaright.com forward slash reviews. Thank you.